Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Girl Claudia, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Welcome back, Claudia. Thank you very much. I miss you too. And please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on, baby? We see you got your hair fixed all nice, curly, Sue. You got it all curled up <laughs> and long. What's going on over there? <laughs> um, I got a project coming up where I got to, like, I don't have, to, I don't need a high-maintenance hair. Let's just say I need to be able to just wash it and go. So I had to try something new. I don't really do songs like this, but, yeah, but it's it's different. It's different. It's, it's, it's different for you. It's, it's cute or whatever. It's cute. Look how hard it was for him to say that, Al. No, I'm just trying to, it's not, it's just, it's not the traditional Claudia Jordan look that we're all used to, but by, by no stretch of the imagination, <laughs> it's bad looking. It's just, it's different for you, that's all. It is. I really want to do it, but it's like, I, I'm not good at the edges, like, keeping that part matching, but anyways. You got to get a little toothbrush and, uh, <laughs> and, some and some dollar store gel from the uh, <laughs> With, with alcohol in it, that's going to eat your edges up. That's what all the bald-headed hood girls do. You got to do it like it's all in the wrist, Claudia. You got to do it like this. Oh, I don't want to be bald-headed. <laughs> Al, how you doing today? I see you sipping tea. You okay, Al? Still fighting this cold, baby. But look, <clears throat> I'm getting rid of this cold. It's got to get out of here before the weekend. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Before I went to room, I felt like I had, I was sick. I was like nervous about COVID. So I told you offline, but I want to share with the soulmates. They said, I took, I got a steroid shot at the emergency room and it really, it, it got rid of the inflammation. So I highly recommend it. You can only do it three times a year. So when you really, really need to like power through. So I'll send you whatever remedies I have too. I hope you get better. Yes. Claudia right. Lyon, y'all, she know that was a damn penicillin shot. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> wish I, was, I wish I was doing something fun. I wish I was doing something fun to need penicillin, but <laughs> I'm in a drought right now, so hopefully that ends real soon. Anyways, what are we drinking tonight? Who's drinking? Uh, I'm being good because I, I can't open that door. I got a good friend that's graduating from police academy in the morning. And so I've got to get up early in the morning and uh, attend his graduation. So I don't want to open that door because Wednesday is normally my go out night. So then I, I go to the oh, bar. Oh, just Wednesday? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> right. uh, yes. Listen, I have been unlocking my better self. Wednesday is definitely my go out. Monday, you said that you had, you backslid, you had a, you had a bottle of, oh shit. Ooh. Uh, see, God don't like you. God don't like ugly. That's why you had a bottle of vodka. Over there. That's it why you had a bottle of right? I had Tito's and tea. Yes, I did. Because you had, okay. He is about the fakest unlocking his better self person that I know. It's like depending on the day or he don't want to drink with us. So he'll say, I'm unlocking my better self. Right. And then the fans be all supportive. And then when we say anything, because we know the real, we look like haters. But really, you know, he full of shit. Right. Anyways, let's get into the tea. Last night, MTV held the 2023 Music Video Awards hosted by rapper Nicki Minaj. Now, people have been talking about the tension between Megan Thee Stallion and Justin Timberlake. Megan posted a TikTok stating, I just talked with my hand, LOL. See you next time, Justin Timberlake. Do you think there was more to their backstage encounter? And what do you think of the show? We all know that Megan has since posted a video where she's like, it's all good. She's with him. Uh, Al, what do you think about this? More to it or well, not? Like you said, I don't think there's any tea here. I don't think there's any tea here. From what we understand, she shared with us that she's a longtime fan of uh, Justin Timberlake. She was excited to see him. She told him that we're going to have to get together and meet formally because as they were just meeting in passing, she was like, uh-uh, because he said it was nice to meet you. And she said, uh-uh, this ain't you. You're not meeting me like this. 
I deserve a formal meeting. So there's no tea here. And I'm glad there isn't because I really think Justin Timberlake and Megan Thee Stallion could probably do some fun projects together. Okay. Key, what do you think? You know, I, I definitely uh, thought didn't think there was any tea. You know, I, I, I wish social media and the media and, and everything else, I, I just, I'm ready for us to move away from this clickbaiting generation. First of all, I mean, <laughs> what possible reasons? Claudia, let's just role play some reasons. Okay. Justin Timberlake and Meg Thee Stallion would have reason to be beefing. I'ma go first. Justin Boo, I heard you walk past my dressing room and you were saying that you like Nicki Minaj better than me. What's the tea? I heard Justin Timberlake walk by and said, free Tory Lanez, and, and that's the team. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like, you see how ridiculous this is? Like, what would Justin and Megan possibly have to argue about? Um, and I love it. I love it. Justin's real cool. Y'all know he's got a permanent invite to the cookout. Meg's got the soundtrack to the cookout. And I'm glad that they debunked these rumors. And hopefully this meeting and all the fodder that is caused on social media would get those two's creative juices working and they get in the studio together. Yeah. I think for a minute with Megan, anything she does because of the whole Tory Lanez thing, it's going to be, ah, oh, look at her fighting with another man again. That's Britney said she has resting bitch face. So she always looks mad. That's all y'all. And Jalen Wilson still thinks there's more to it. Says her facial expressions looked annoyed, but if she says there isn't tea, I'll believe her. And Callie girl said, uh, let me find out Megan wanted a little cream of her coffee. Uh-uh. Now with that fine chocolate African man, she's dating overseas. I got a whole bunch of bread that never. So now nah, she good where she at. She good. All right. Speaking of people not being good, Steve Harvey took to his morning show to respond to his co-host, Shirley Strawberry, and to defend his wife, Marjorie, after rumors spread about their relationship. Steve said, I didn't know how Marjorie was feeling about everything that's out there because these bottom feeders are just beating my wife up. And even though we made a conscious effort and said we're not going to address it, I'm tired. What do you think of Steve shutting down the rumors and defending his woman, Al? It's what he's supposed to do. It's what he's supposed to do. Even if there is trouble in paradise, he's supposed to defend his wife, and especially if he plans on staying with her. Now, this is my concern. Steve Harvey, to me, he's like an OG. I have always looked up to him. He has always made sure that that he stayed out of the press. He never was, you know, big in, in rumor mill and blogs and stuff. So to see him on the other side of the blogs now, it really has me concerned because I thought for the longest that he was bulletproof. But one thing I know about Steve Harvey is he will figure it out. So I can't wait to see how they're going to continue to deal with all these rumors that are going around in the rumor mill regarding him and his wife. Hugh, what do you think? You know, I hate that we live in a world where people get off on wanting to make something something right. And if somebody says, no, you know, we're good and there's no solid proof lingering around out there, there's just a faction of us that are still going to make it what it is we want it to be. And that's something negative. But I want to tell y'all what is concerning me to Al's point as much as they've been calling Marjorie Harvey lady heroine across the years, accusing her of allegedly sleeping with two sets of brothers after one went to jail, um, saying that she was the person who broke up Steve's previous marriage and Steve was cheating on her. These are all things that have been said about Marjorie for over a decade and Steve nor Marjorie have ever chose to address them. The fact that he's addressing them now, it just says a little something. I don't know what right. that something is. And the second thing, I don't know if y'all look at the Shirley Strawberry apology, but there was something very telling about that. She kept, and I'm paraphrasing here, she kept saying, I apologize to Steve, especially with everything him and Marjorie are going through right now. I never meant to add anything to what him and Marjorie are going through right now. Him and Marjorie are going through their own firestorm. Right. All things constant. If your celebrity friends are simply victims of rumors, I don't think that constitutes going through something. You know what I'm saying? I don't think another industry friend, if somebody was like, Claudia Jordan is pregnant with a dragon baby right now. 
And I needed to apologize to Claudia. I, I don't think my words would be as much as she's going through right now because in all actuality, she. So it was just weird to me that Shirley kept saying as much as they're going through, leading me to believe that they may be having some type of hiccup in paradise. You know, they very well may be going through something, but guess what? People in relationships do. That doesn't even mean they're getting a divorce. That doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean anyone cheated. It means they're normal human beings. Even in the best relationships, you go through things. You have disagreements. We don't know what, there can be a health issue that's not a People, what I hate about people, the, the public, is when people reach a certain amount of success or fame or people hear you get talked about a lot or they think you're rich or they know you're rich, it's like they cannot wait to jump on, aha, there's trouble in paradise. Ooh, good, he got cheated on. Ooh, you telling everybody else to do what to do in your book. I'm glad that it's happening to you. And why are we so wicked and so happy to jump on some negativity happening? Every single person on this panel and every single person watching the show right now has gone through something in a relationship. Not me, girl. Yeah, not okay. Me, not yeah, me, girl. You'd be good for a good six oh, weeks. And you're going to be drinking back at the bar with a coffee party. He tried to choke me one time and hung me over the balcony, bitch. And I moved out. So now I'm not like the rest of y'all, but keep going, Claudia. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody goes through stuff except Funky Dineva because right. his relationships are perfect. <laughs> Outside of being choked over the balcony and sometimes he got abused. But anyways, yeah, I just wish people would just like, remember, take away the money, the fame. They still have relationship issues. They're still human. All right, another celebrity looking to clear the air about reputation <laughs> is Tyrese. Tyrese took the social media at a 20 minute long video showing receipts to prove that he did not disrespect DJ Envy's wife as Envy claimed in a recent Breakfast Club interview. Now Tyrese later called DJ Envy a liar, claiming he was communicating with Envy and his wife regularly before he was allegedly blocked by them. All right, y'all, question. Is Tyrese out to get DJ Envy, or do you think there's more to this feud than we know about? Let's go to you first, Q. Um, Tyrese and his antics, and Britney Spears and her antics, and Kanye and his antics literally are enough for me to want to resign from this genre of media. It's just so frustrating having to talk about Tyrese. Tyrese, you got on The Breakfast Club and said, you had absolutely no memory of doing what they accused you of doing. Yet you kind of knew exactly where to go to find what they accused you of doing. It, it's, it's just a lot. And I think what's frustrating all of us the most with Tyrese, it would be different if he was one of those black men that we wouldn't mind throwing away. And there's a few of them, you know, th th there's some that we don't care about. I'm not going to name any names. But you were one of the ones, Tyrese, that did almost two decades of being unproblematic, a role model, breaking down the music charts, breaking down the, the, the movie charts. And then it's like out of nowhere, you just became a pain in everyone's ass. And it's just frustrating trying to figure out why, what's going on with you and how to get you back on track. I 100% believe DJ Envy and, and, and DJ Charlemagne. If the way you act on social media is slightly indicative of how you act with your friends, it's not hard to believe them, Tyrese. And you're not making things better with your erratic, bipolar behavior. So yes, Tyrese did exactly what they said he did. And then some, if you let me tell it. Okay, Al, what do you think? I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's that simple. I think something about this story just doesn't fit right with sit right with me. The question to me is who's lying. Now this is what we know. We know that DJ Envy stepped out on his wife, and his wife and DJ Envy credit Tyrese for saving their marriage. Now this is a deal. But why is DJ Envy's wife texting Tyrese so much? Because according to the article, Tyrese and G, what's her name, Gia? Yeah. Yeah. Developed a strong bond through text. And because Tyrese was demanding of her time and set a list of expectations is what led to the blocking. Now, think about this, everybody. Like, how, mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is, but something in the milk ain't clean. That's all I got to say. Why is this man's wife texting Tyrese so much to the point where Tyrese feels like he can set expectations, a list of expectations, and also that he's too demanding of her time? But why are you putting the onus on her? He's shown that he's crazy. Could the answer simply be he was looking for that because he's crazy? Why does it have to be she was texting him so much that he developed an expectation? Well, that's what the article said. So I'm just I'm just sharing oh. you with what, what, the, what the facts say on the situation, which was they developed a very strong bond from texting. And then it went left when he started giving her a list of expectations and being de very demanding of her time. For me, if you did anything inappropriate to me in the first couple of exchanges of texts, it would have been done. I would, it wouldn't have never got to a list of expectations and demanded my time. I'm not gonna let Gia be out there by herself because it wasn't just Gia texting Tyrese, they were texting each other. And I've actually been in this situation, I know y'all gonna call me soldier boy, but I'm 50, I've had a lot of life experiences. I've been in a relationship where we were over and the friend was asked to step in to try to help get us back together. And actually the friend started having feelings because they saw bonding with you. I totally understand this story. Now, here's my thing. Gia has never been problematic. Tyrese has been problematic and he's been on these psychiatric drugs. So why is it so hard to believe that the problem lies on him? I think that at one point he wasn't a calm, cool place. Cause why else would you let a man talk to your wife? If you didn't think he was crazy at one point, at one point he had to think yeah. highly of Tyrese, right? To let him talk to his wife or you don't just throw your wife to the wolves. Like here, go talk to this crazy man. And then over the course, I could see him being inappropriate. Tyrese has a huge sense of entitlement. Anyone who's ever met Tyrese knows this about Tyrese. Anyone who's ever done work with him, they know how he acts. He's a very big narcissist, in my opinion. Okay, so I could totally see him feeling like, I'm entitled to your time. You got me used to talking to you. So now I'm, I'm, I'm a trip. That's what I think. I don't think this is a, I don't think this lies. I don't think Gia and, and Envy are in the wrong on this one. I really don't. Because Tyrese is doing this with more than one people, person. He's always fighting with somebody. He's fighting with all of his ex-wives, his baby mamas, his ex-group members. At some point. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? Okay, so let's use that hypothesis then. If you know that this guy fights with everybody, this long laundry list that you said that he fights with, then why are you leaning on him for advice and texting him and creating a strong bond? I'm not saying that there was anything inappropriate. I'm just saying it should have never been in that situation from the beginning. Well, like I said, he wasn't always looked at as crazy. I think this is something that's like the last five, six years of Tyrese. And they that issue with their marriage happened way before because it was with the Ever Command. Remember, it was like mm -hmm. a while back. You know what I'm saying? Like someone that wasn't really crazy back then, but now they show their ass. But uh, I, I think with Tyrese and Envy, I think this is not going to be over for a while. Don't you think it's going to keep on going? I think it is over. I think it, 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 in terms of the friendship, the, the best way to end it. Oh, the friendship, yeah. yeah. And men tend to be a bit more succinct than women. Just let it be done. We ain't friends no more, so there's no more explanation or going round and round needed. We ain't friends no more. And let's just leave it at that. I wish Tyrese would focus on his new relationship and nurture that or himself, his own mental health. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about some crazy stories that have us saying, not me, girl. And later, find out why a social media influencer is calling out broke men. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, listen, we pretty much hear crazy stories every day. And these next stories got us saying, not me, girl. Not me, girl. <laughs> Love that little recording of me. It's just so funny. All right, we're going to get it smoother next time. <laughs> Delta Airlines is in the news again after passengers were left stranded on a Portuguese island for 12 hours. The Delta flight was carrying passengers from Ghana to New York City when it had to divert to Portugal due to a mechanical emergency. Now, once in Portugal, passengers say they were mistreated and misinformed. When they asked for more information, an airport employee replied they should be grateful that the plane didn't crash into the sea. Now, if this was your flight, would you be grateful to be stranded for 12 hours or is it a not me girl funky? 
It, it definitely is a not me girl. Al's going to be able to clear this up for me, but from what I deduce from reading the story, it feels as if Delta didn't even, let, let me start there. Al, did Delta even have presence at this airport? Um, yeah, they had presence. But they had presence the they hold were, on, let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. That's just, just what I needed to know. Okay. So, um, so here's the thing, right? You, you know, it, 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 it's twofold here. In every, in every instance, we all want perfect customer service and we all want accommodations and we all want to be whatever, whatever, because this is a very frustrating situation. But I'm one of those people, I, I try my hardest to be very patient and there is a part of me that goes, you know, yes, y'all ass do need to be thankful that y'all didn't land in the middle of the damn Indian Ocean and it's shark bait at this moment. Um, but you know, the people were saying they didn't have water and they didn't have sandwiches and stuff. Here's the thing, Claudia, you know how people are today, especially in 2023, there is absolutely nothing that would have been done in this situation. In my opinion, that would have made these people happy. It was just a messed up situation altogether. Go ahead, Al. Oh, so th this is the part that I had a bad rub with. They put them in a secluded portion of the airport, right? Um, instead of taking them through customs. They put them in a secluded part. They couldn't leave. The only thing that was in that secluded part was a bathroom. So they were there for 12 hours without food and water. And for me, that's just inhumane. And for the elderly customers, because there were quite a few elderly people there, one was told, look, just go drink water out of the bathroom faucet. That's, un that's inappropriate. That's not cool. That doesn't have anything to do with Delta. That has to do with just basic human rights. The second thing that I didn't like was we all know that Ghana is a heavily Muslim country, right? And so when they did finally bring them food, they brought them ham sandwiches and um, what do you call those little drinks, those little box drinks. Mm -hmm. And they know good and well that there was a diet restriction. And they basically was like, well, if you don't eat the ham sandwiches, then you just won't eat. That to me, me is another sign of inhumane. And I didn't like it because it didn't have to be that way. This is a not me girl for me because why I, I know they wouldn't treat no white people like this. Okay. All these black people come from Ghana. You just give them the bare minimum. You give them a limited information. Now do airlines want to be 12 hours late? No, they don't because they get penalized. Do airlines want to crash? No, they don't. They'll get sued. They don't want that. So we understand that. But knowing that airplanes have been around for over 50 years, right? Uh, they should have some things in place for this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you, you plan on every other aspect of air travel. So think about things like this. Like you said, Al, passengers from a Muslim country, give them, giving them pork, ridiculous. Like there's ways you could accommodate these people. I feel like since September 11th, especially, they really show us how much. At first they were apologetic and I just feel like they got real uppity and real like, well, do what you want us to do about it. And the customer service is out the window, especially when it's people of color. I think so, you know, it's funny because up until hearing you and Al speak, I did not even look at this story from a racial lens whatsoever. I didn't even, it didn't even register in my mind, Guyanian versus Portuguese, dark skin versus Spanish skin. And now that does put a different perspective on things. I was hoping that this just literally was just customers in the airport situation. So it does make you go, Hmm. And my last question, Al, is if I'm hearing correctly, would things have been much smoother had they been allowed to go through customs and then, you know, enter the regular part of the airport and when it was time to reboard, possibly come back through customs? Well, that's exactly how I thought about it, right? Like, why wouldn't you, in order for them to board the plane, they had to have their paperwork to go through customs. They're going to go through customs when they get to JFK. When they land in that airport, why wouldn't you just take them through customs, let them go in the airport, grab food, water, tell them where to meet or something like that? Why would you just hold them somewhere without food and water? That to me is just saying like you really did not care. Now, there may be more to this story and I, I don't know all of it, but it just seems to me they would just systematically, from a policy standpoint, there could have been a better way to treat these Africans. A quick correction, and people in the chat are calling this out. They're saying Ghana is not predominantly Muslim, but it's like 20%, okay? So it doesn't matter. Even if it's 5% Muslim, 20% Muslim and 75% Christian, a ham sandwich is not what you get people paying all this money for flights, 
It's not what you give people. You don't know what they're Cork is just not something you give mainstream folks. That is not something that's safe for everybody. So it doesn't, no matter what the religion was, it just was inappropriate. And I think too, before we go to the next topic, we need to point out, because I don't know if any of us know for sure, going through customs or not going through customs, do we know that that's a decision on Delta's behalf or is that a governmental decision or is that an airport decision? Because at any given, that the customs doesn't belong to Delta. That's right. true. That is a TSA. You thing. see what I'm saying? So it, it may not even be a Delta issue. It might be a, you know, we ain't got no manifest saying this flight supposed to come through here. So these people can't come through here. It might've been one of those things. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, okay. A Polish TV show was receiving some backlash after its white contestants were featured wearing blackface during their performance. The show called your Face Sounds Familiar is a Polish game show where celebrities portray popular musicians and artists. Now, during their latest episode, a white Polish singer dressed as rapper Kendrick Lamar and performed his song in full blackface. Now, contestants also repeated the N-word as it's featured in the song. Are we tuning into this game show or not me, girl? Al, what do you think? <laughs> not me, girl. Not me, not me, not me. But you know what? This is what I did learn about Poland. Poland doesn't have any black people there. I mean, they don't, they're, they're, they have such a lack of a black presence there that there was an article in the New York Times today written by a Baylor professor, which says they don't have any sensitivity to black issues, never had to have sensitivity to black issues because there are hardly no black people in the whole daggone country. 96.9% of Poland residents are Polish. Wow. And they're still obsessed with black culture in these shows, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I'm like, it's a not me girl from my American lens, right? But we've got to also understand that not every country has a history of slavery. Not every country has the same relationship with racial discrimination against people of African descent as, as America does. So I'm not excusing away, you know, people's offense, but the question is, who's offended, right? It seems like if there ain't no black people in Poland, then the, then the offense is not coming from Poland. It has to be coming from the U.S. or the U.K. or somewhere outside of Poland. It don't make it right, but I, I just don't think it hits the same in a country that doesn't have the historical context that we do. You remember, did y'all remember growing up, there was always jokes about Polish people. They were always the butt of the yes. joke. I actually don't feel bad about it now. It used to be like, how many Polish people does it take to screw in a light bulb? It was always that. Maybe the jokes that they're kind of dumb. Is that the, the joke? That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we even, how about that? I don't feel bad anymore. How about that? Y'all ain't sensitive to our culture and our sensitivities and we can just keep on telling those jokes. All well, right. Look, RP said, hold on, Claudia, before we move on, we got some healthy comments. RP said, this is on us. This is what happens when rappers use the N-word in their music and we accept it. And Money Cake Olsen said, Europeans are known to do this. The Dutch are infamous for it. They do it every year during Christmas. They have a character called Black Pete that they dress up as every year. Um, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think they're that oblivious at this point. I remember when there was some outrage about uh, in England about using... Uh, word that we find offensive here. And we, ha I remember we had to make corrections for other people before. So anyways, coming up next, we're talking about why you shouldn't date while broke. Well, I want to get into this and later find out who's coming after Britney Spears this time. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. You know, back in the day, uh, before we got five days a week, we used to have funky cussing a lot because our likes were low. And mm -hmm. y'all were behaving for a while. I just looked over at our likes, Alan Funky. 754. They don't got comfortable. 754 likes. They don't got comfortable, but I don't have it in it. I don't have nothing in me to say nothing to no white bike holes tonight, but <laughs> it's coming. It always brew a storm is brewing. <laughs> And that is a threat, y'all. Why? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Every year we all pledge to save more and spend less. But how are you supposed to save when you're paying inflated prices for everyday essentials like gas and groceries? You can't just cut those purchases out of your budget. 
But now, thanks to my 2023 money back hack, you can get cash back from the from them with Upside. Now, Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I get cash back on every purchase. It's my secret weapon for staying on track with my savings goals. Upside offsets inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. Funky, when and where do you use Upside when you drive an app new BMW? Any and every time that notification pop up and say I'm next to a gas station that's providing some type of incentive for me to use Upside or Upside tells me I get XYZ cents off a gallon. I'm telling you guys, that's the way I always use it. And, it, and it's funny because we're all busy and, and, and I never consciously am thinking about gas and it's just weird because I get a push notification from Upside always in the nick of time and it's always when my tank is near me needing to fill it and I love that the discounts and the savings that I've been able to accumulate since we've been promoting this app um, and, you know, it is definitely quantifiable and I'm definitely seeing the positive effects of using this on my wallet and on my fuel tank. Al, what do you plan to do with all your cash? <laughs> Spend it. <laughs> no, but you know what, Funky, you should think about doing this. Do you know that Upside you can attach to your banking account? So as you accumulate all these savings and they give that to you in your wallet, you can transfer it over into your bank account. I did, did not you know, know. I did not, but good to know. I, lo I love a little extra deposit. Yeah, a little deposit. All right, to get started, download the free Upside app. Use promo code TEGIF and get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon of your first tank of gas. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Then pay as usual with a credit or debit card. Follow the steps in the app and get yourself paid. Now, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code TEGIF to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code TGIF. That is a lot of money. It adds up. Promotional considerations furnished by Upside. All right, y'all, let's get back to some more topics. Speed of money, social media influencer Brian Waldron went viral for his remarks on men who date while they're broke. Recently, uh, Brian said men shouldn't be dating if they're broke. You shouldn't be dating if you don't have a decent credit score. Brian said instead of dating, they should be focusing on getting their life together, men and women. Do you agree with his thoughts? Or do you think you can find love with empty pockets? I'm going to go to you first on this cue. Um, I have said this time and time again, I am sick and tired of these relationship podcasts, advice pages that are popping up in the African-American space. And I honestly don't know who the consumer is with this type of content. It gets on my nerve. It is all stupid, in my opinion. And there is no one size fits all dating advice, not to mention when it comes to finding a suitable partner and or soulmate, money is not the end all be all. Let me tell you why this is a and foremost, the average man is broke until he's 37 to 40 years old. All right. You mean to tell me if somebody graduates college at 21, 22, 23, they got an entry level job in New York, they bump into a nice young lady in the copy room or whatever that he locks eyes with and feeling something for, he's just supposed to keep damn walking and say, oh, well, I'm not going to shoot my shot because I'm broke. And the way the system of career works, and I live in New York, I'm probably not even going to have any money until I'm 36 years old. So let me just fool Allah out here in the world until I'm broke. You know, broke in what? Broken finances, broken emotion, broken intellect, broke. There is so much, so many other factors when it comes to finding a suitable partner than money. What about, you know what, is this person good for me? Are they good to their mama? Do they pray? Do they have potential? If we're both two young people starting out, we both might be broke together. And that's the type of bond that you can't recreate. I don't give a damn who you are. What happens if I am the over 45 guy that just got out of a divorce, wife just died, I just put two kids through college, my business went through bankruptcy, I find a nice woman at the church. Am I supposed to just leave completely leave her alone because I can't afford to take her to Ruth Chris every night? I just don't think there's one size fits all advice for everyone. In theory, 
everything he's saying is perfect. Nobody would date until their, their, their pockets are well equipped to do so. But dates don't have to equal money, guys. And if you're anything like me, you know, on the dating scene, when you have money, if I'm, I'm just gonna talk about me for a second. When you have money, the other person having money is not even a criteria. It is not a dating criteria, man. I'm comfortable. Bitch, I want to know, is you going to treat me good? Is you going to help me maintain my peace over here? Is you going to wash the dishes because I'm messy? You know what I'm saying? Can we watch TV together? Money is not the end-all be-all when it comes to dating, guys. All right. Al? I'm going to agree with Nyla Jones. She says um, in the chat, she says, some people find love, if they can go back on the chat, some people find love when they are broke, right? And I'm thinking, hell, I wouldn't be here today if we used this hypothesis because my parents definitely weren't, when they met each other, like in their 20s, they both were not rolling, they were struggling. And I don't think dating and finding love should have a dollar amount on it. And on top of that, if we really wanna look at the statistics, especially in the African-American community, 37.9 million Americans live below the poverty line. And guess what? 60% of all Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So you just got one foot in of being broke because if you lost your job, you're going to be broke. So I'm like, I don't believe this. And it's another thing is how you start isn't how you end. Just because you may start off broke, you might meet somebody that motivates you. Get on your grind, get out here and work. You can breathe life into each other. You can build something big together. We have tons and tons and tons of stories of, of entrepreneurs doing that. So I don't, I don't necessarily believe or agree with these two nuts. I think there's an argument to be made that being with someone and having two incomes in one house is a remedy for being broke and actually put you in a better position. You know, like I, this is something I speak to guys about all the time. I'm like the power of coupleness, two people that are doing poorly, but putting that income together, there's one cable bill, there's one grocery bill, there's one gas bill. Instead of trying to do it all by yourself, I think that makes more sense. Now I will say, if you mean dating as in a bunch of different people, I absolutely agree with that. If you out here struggling, you over here with no money and you are over here trying to juggle multiple women or multiple men, I think that's trash. But a relationship with someone and building together, I think there's nothing more romantic than that and building with someone. I think, I think you know that person's down for you. I think you can help each other out. And I think you can build a lot of intimacy from building when you didn't have much to offer besides yourself and your heart, my opinion. So Hot Commodity 77 says, if we can't go out anywhere because you don't have any money, then what are we gonna do? Well, bitch, where your money at? <laughs> and that, that, that that's the question I have because this, 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 this way of thinking also positions men to find nothing but gold diggers because somewhere along the way, somebody has told women that they literally just get to show up with a nice dress and a nice hair and that just a man is just supposed to lay his wallet out by virtue of you having a vagina and that ain't impoverished and i'm here to say this before we go to commercial this goes for the men and the women when somebody listen to me good daughter when somebody wants you, you ain't got to have man and woman. When somebody truly wants you. I heard that. <laughs> I will say that our society and men got to be the, the, the providers and had that set up. You just, your job is to have babies, but you know, we're beyond that now. So let's move on and evolve. Uh, keep it locked because coming up next, Britney Spears is having some baby daddy drama and later find out why a wedding party got into a brawl with the cops. Stick around. Welcome back to the show. Now, listen, a lot of times we have these great conversations during the break. We were not done with that conversation about what you bring to the table. And Funky and I were talking about this. Go ahead. What were you saying? You know, I was reading one of the comments and I can't remember who it was. Uh, oh, Nicole B said, I agree. You should not be dating when you're broke. What can you bring to the table? I bring to the table comment because oftentimes half the people who are asking about this table and what the person bring don't even have one. If you're a Claudia Jordan, if you're an established woman, if you're somebody who's been in your career, you've got things going on. Yes, 
you are allowed to have table conversations, all right? But you 20-somethings, you fresh out of college, you young, you cannot ask of somebody what you don't have, all right? And you cannot think man or woman just because you bring looks or a good body or you dress well to to the imaginary table that that's all you got to do. I always question people who ask, what do you bring to the table? Because it sounds indicative of somebody who's looking for a handout because a bitch who got a table and a table setting and four chairs to else bring to the table because they table won't always be full. That's what I got on it. I have a friend that's like a high value woman. And she said she was struggling so much trying to find a guy on her level that brought the same to the table. And she had a realization an epiphany one day where she's like, hold up, I'm blessed. I'm a millionaire from my hard work. Money is not an issue. And now I can just focus on a man that supports me in other ways. Now you don't want a freeloader. Nobody should have a freeloader, man or woman. I, I agree with you, Funky. I get very frustrated when I hear a woman that, or a man that just has a lace front, got their body done and, and some contour makeup. And they think that is enough to demand the most high value, wealthiest man out there. You should be educated. You should be able to cook. If you want to have that role, you should be the, the best homemaker ever. Not just be fine. There are and a lot of fine pay, people that work. And you should pay what you weigh. In 2023, we want equal rights for everybody. Nobody wants to be flat out taking care of no damn body. We all want to feel like somebody got our back. I'm sorry. If I met your ass at Red Lobster, you can't expect to be an old Houston's Roof Chris bitch. You a Red Lobster bitch. I'm going to take you where you eat with your money. I'm going to take you shopping where you shop at your money. But the problem is we got guys and girls that shop at Sheen and Fashion Nova, but then get with somebody and want them to walk them into Louis Vuitton. That's not how that works. Now, if I met you at Louis Vuitton, I'm going to keep you on the Louis Vuitton level. But, ho, man, if you shop at Sheen and Fashion Nova and you talking about what you bring to the table, maybe you'll never find out because I ain't unlocking the door for your ass, okay? I, I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> hey, and fellas, too, y'all stop being gold diggers because everybody should be bringing something as in character or support love. All right, y'all, we gotta move on. Okay. All right, our girl Britney Spears is feeling the heat from her baby daddy, Kevin Federline, for an increase in child support. Kevin is claiming that the $40,000 a month child support is not enough for the two kids he shares with Britney. Now that amount was determined based on each of them having the kids 50% of the time. Kevin says the reality is that Britney hasn't had the kids at all over the years. Do you think Kevin Federline is right for wanting to increase the child support? Let's go to you, Al. What do you think? Um, it sounds like Kevin Federline needs to get a job. The jig is up, or is it the gig is up? One is graduating this year from high school. The other one is going to be graduating in 2025. However you look at it, this, this cash cow is coming to an end. So prepare yourself. Get a job. And Kevin, let me tell you how easy it is. You could easily, easily start a podcast. And if you want to start the podcast and do it with your sons, I promise you with all the people out here that love Britney Spears, I promise you, you'll get a lot of listeners. I don't know if it's a podcast, but I will say, look to getting a job because you, <laughs> the, the gig is up. Yeah. Q, what do you think? It's forty thousand dollars. Is he struggling to pay those bills? Forty thousand. You 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 want to know what's funny? So this is this is one of those stories that 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 can have you kind of double minded, right? There is a point to be made that on the paper it says that this payment is based on fifty percent of the time, and he does have the one hundred percent. There is an argument that can be made about that on straight legality. However, we're talking about just being a decent human being, being a decent human being. I don't give a damn what level you're on. It does not take $40,000 to take care of two kids. And it damn sure doesn't take $40,000 to take care of a household of four because it's Kevin, those two kids, the new woman he went, and y'all are all living off of the labors of Britney Spears. But here's the thing, right? Um, somebody taught me some time ago that sometimes it's just better to pay to get the person off your back. And I love the fact that Al pointed out that the child support is up in a minute. Brittany will get her retribution very soon. She got two, two more years 
worth of payments on this child support, rather she paying 40, rather the judge raise it up to 60 or whatever, she will be done soon and Kevin can have them damn kids. Ooh, L.E.J. said, this is what happens when you marry broke. Okay, well, sometimes it ain't a good idea. Sometimes <laughs> love ain't enough. I will say this, you know, Kevin, $40,000 is a lot. Um, I think anyone can live off of $40,000 a year. And then, yes, it is relative, but is she even bringing in the coin? She used to bring in one. And didn't he do the same thing to Char? It seems like this is his thing, his shtick, his thing that he does. So, mm. okay. And, oh, Nivey said, see, he came to the table with nothing. Well, she was just dumb. She didn't choose him, right? She probably wasn't on her medication and all this type of thing. These are exceptions to the rule. And half of y'all in the, in the feed, y'all will never have these type of problems. Y'all is regular people. These are celebrity people. So it's two different playing fields. We can't compare apples to oranges. All right, coming up, a wedding party gets into a fight with the cops. Find out why after this. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the uh, Florida stories. <laughs> a huge fight broke out in Rhode Island. Rhode Island people. Rhode Island people. <laughs> <laughs> when a wedding party squared up against police officers, take a look. Oh my God. Yo, Coops, Coops, Coops. Coops, get over here, bro. Oh my God. We are a tough people, I will say. According to the police report, the cop claims the woman reached for his firearm when he turned around, threw a punch, and knocked the woman unconscious. Now, the woman's husband allegedly started the whole thing after being denied entry to a bar and getting physical with the bar staff. What do you think about this wild wedding brawl, Al? I hate to say this, but that was the right race to be in this confrontation with these police. Because I promise you, if they look like you and I or Q, we would be reporting on the death. Mm -hmm. Facts. Q? Damn, she laid out. You know, it, it, it's it's sad because um, I, I don't want to make it a racial conversation, right? Especially when there's not a, not a single Black person in sight, but we can't help but draw those comparisons but i will say this i think that this situation works in black people's favor in the sense that oftentimes we are not heard when things happen to us but when it happens to america's semi-precious jewel which is the white woman then everybody opens up their eyes and this is indicative of the fact that yes while we have a race problem in police departments globally we also have a, a, a problem with police personalities, period, thinking that they are God above the law and the authority on everything. And that's clearly what this video demonstrates in the absence of race. I, I agree. And I, I think between this and then that 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 uh, escaped uh, prisoner getting caught and being brought in alive shows that police are totally capable of, of responding to violence and threats on their life and big, bad, scary people without murdering them. But if you could just apply that to black people, we would just like that. I, I don't think we're even asking for that much by asking for that. And I will say the police are very aggressive in Rhode Island. I remember as a 12 year old girl seeing police slam my young friend into a wall because she waited under a splight for her mother to pick her up from the skating rink, slammed her, body slammed her into a wall. She was 12 and a girl in a dress. Unbelievable. I've seen very aggressive cops out there. All right. As we mentioned, uh, the 2023 Video Music Awards brought out the best of today's music artists. So let's check out some of the fashion hits and misses on the red carpet. All right, let's cue the music. First up, we have VMA host herself, Nicki Minaj. Is it a hit or a miss, fellas? It's a hit for me. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm gonna say a miss. I yeah, like I, I, I like the dia. I like it. She had the shape, the veil thing. It was, it was cute for me. It was cute. I don't like the outfit, but I will say she got her body together because it was not looking like that at Essence last time she was there. She young got snatched. She looks like she got herself in shape, and her face was gorgeous. Next we have Young Miami. Hit or miss? 
Now, here's the thing. Um, Carisha normally gets it right. I think this is one of the first times that a lot of people can agree she got it wrong. I just, I don't, I don't like this at all. I actually saw on the Fashion Bomb Daily website the actual outfit on the runway model for the designer, and I didn't like it on that person either. This is a, 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 a big miss for me. I'm gonna say that's a miss. I think this is a huge miss. I think she is beautiful, fun. This is black. It's given Morticia. And I think she's so much flyer than this. And, and she gets a pass, though, but she never misses. Carisha never misses. She does. How about Sweetie coming through with this outfit? Get a miss. Let's take a look. You know, I there was something about the additional prop, the Pebbles and Bam Bam prop, that I liked about the dress. I thought it, I thought it was fun. And I hope that it ushers in uh, a new style of dressing where maybe we have more <laughs> props and adornments on the clothes and less t out of here that bone around her neck and around her navel no thank you that's a miss for me that's a huge miss i, I just didn't get it uh i like the dress without the bone and the face was giving um but i do like that she was classy i do like that all right let's take a look at doja cat hit or miss um, I like Doja. Again, I hate that we're in a situation where we had to blurb out her breast, which says that it gave just a little too much, but toned down a little, this would have been a hit for me. That is definitely a miss for me. She looked like she got into a fight with like a spider web or something. Hell no. Try again, Doja Cat. I don't like what she's doing with her look lately with the no eyebrows. I, she is giving star because we're talking about it, but I don't like this dress. And I don't like seeing her nipples. Like, can we get away from that? Last, but definitely not least, Sukiana. Hit or miss? Miss. It's, it's a miss. I can't even see what the dress was. Even if the dress was decent, the behavior made it a miss. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a miss. Very basic, but it's a lot of material. I thought this was terrible, and I, I don't understand why she was doing this. I thought she was cleaning up her image. All right, I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva, for doing the damn thing. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Souls Face Off, and I'll check back with us tomorrow. Bye, fellas. Bye, soulmates. Have a good night. See you later, soulmates. Yeah.